the podcast recording of the nature of things. This podcast was initially recorded on March 13th, 1992. Infant spring is peeking in the door, which is definitely ajar. I say this on Tuesday, knowing that a massive winter storm has built and has assaulted the western states and is moving our way, may even have arrived by the time you hear this. Knowing March's inconsistencies weatherwise, I advise you uh, be not deterred by these vagaries. I've been watching something of late that will be little influenced by March's weather whimsy. There is a passion building within the waterfall that really sets a perspective. If waterfall could read and reason, they would certainly endorse the first few words of Ecclesiastes chapter 3, to everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under the sun. For them, the time is now and the subject is courtship and pair selection. Waterfowl have a way of building slowly to the point of nesting. The dabbling or marsh ducks, like mallard and teal, get into the preliminary soon after they acquire their nuptial plumage in the fall. It starts out in an Olympic atmosphere with a kind of dignified posturing of males. Each species has its own choreography, but what I see in early November is still mostly male behavior with an occasional female joining in the fun. With mallards, the ardor escalates rapidly, and the serious business of prayer selection is pretty well taken care of by this time of the year. Still, you'll see some of the pretty posturing and the aerial maneuvering right into spring. This is explained by some as a case of pre-adults rehearsing for another year. I don't know about that. I do know that I have watched handsome little green-winged teal delivering a very polished courtship performance in late April. What I have been watching this week, however, is diving ducks, such beauties as the redhead, the canvasback, the scop, and the golden eye. Large rafts and isolated gangs of these species are clustered along the west shore of Cayuga Lake. You can recognize them first by their incessant diving. If you want to know more about who they are, consider the following. You'll notice a lot more white in male diving ducks than in dabblers. Only the male pintail and shoveler have white breasts. Four of the divers have white breasts, golden eye, bufflehead, hooded merganser, and common merganser. Most divers, however, have dark breasts and rumps. That's a good starting point. Concentrate on the following. Males of two species have reddish heads, the canvasback and the redhead. Male redheads have dull gray backs. Male canvasbacks have nearly white backs, which stand out when you see them in a raft of other divers. You can confirm your identification by noting the sloping forehead of the canvasback as compared with the more angled, erect forehead of the redhead. Three species have dark heads. One, the ring neck or ring bill, has a dark back. The two scops have barred grayish backs, quite light. So just to review, redheads, Dark on both ends, white in the middle, canvasback. Dark on both ends, gray in the middle, redhead. Dark heads. Dark on both ends, black back, ring neck. Dark on both ends, light gray in the middle, scop. Now about the signs of spring. I was scanning these rafts of ducks, enjoying the beauty of redhead, canvasback, and greater scop. I wasn't looking for anything more. In fact, I was just about to move on in search of other beauties, as a true bird watcher always does when one of the males, a redhead, lowered its head to the water, then swelling its neck slightly, it drew its head sharply back, bill pointed skyward for a moment, after which it brought its head smartly forward before resuming its normal posture. It didn't take long to see that there were several males in the group circling an interested female. 
In this large raft, I spotted several other groups similarly occupied. Interesting, since this early morning hour is a main feeding time. Before long, I noticed a male canvasback displaying. Here the hen was more responsive, stretching her neck and pointing her bill at the male. All of this seemed half-hearted compared with what I have often seen. These birds can pull the head back so that it seems to rest on the tail. They snap it back and forth with military vigor. Male canvasbacks can be very physical, indulging in playground-like rough and tumble. This must be an indication that these ducks are not yet paired, perhaps young of the year. It's all part of a well-developed sequence of action-reaction communication, which starts with drakes competing for the favor of a duck. It does not end, however, when pairs are formed. Duck and drake continue to posture and displace sedately until the drake enters its eclipse mold. By then, his role in reproductive process has been completed, and the female is left to carry on until she begins to mold. By then, spring is past history for the year. Well, that's all I have for today. This is John Week saying thanks for listening. Tune in next week, and keep it natural.